Welcome to the Save Continue Podcast. My name is Ryan Robinson. Every week we get together and talk about video games together. That's Tom Shelby. Hello. That's Shanae Howard. Hi. Shanae, what are we talking about this week, buddy, oh pal, oh friend of mine? Uh, first, I want to talk about what, you, what you've been playing. That's a good question. That's a good-ass question. First of all, I'm going to tell you something. I just finished Final Fantasy XV. Oh. What do you think? Fan goddamn tastic. I love that game. Should I go back and finish it? I, how invested were you when you stopped? Like, 10 hours in? Do you like those characters? They're alright. I, I mean, like, I like, I like Square Enix games, so I, li- I liked it. I just got to... Sh- but then I stopped playing it because of Breath of the Wild. Yeah, that's fair. And I don't feel like you would have room in your life for two games that are that large at the same time. Uh, but no, I finished it, uh, I'd say, last week. I finished the main story. Um... And I played, I played two pieces of DLC. Mm-hmm. I played the Assassin's Creed stuff, uh, which was yeah, it was alright. And then I played the, I played episode Prompto. He's my favorite character, by the way, Prompto. Uh, and I'm also playing uh, Yakuza Kiwami. So that's nice. really neat. And I'll soon be playing Torchlight 2 with my buddy old pal Tom. Fuck yeah! Because I just got a fucking computer. So if you want to fuck with me, <laughs> remember that I'm on a computer. Remember it. Okay? <laughs> or else. Yeah. What about you, Tom? What are you playing? Uh, been playing Chipping Away at Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Nice. And uh, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, obviously, if you like XCOM. I heard that you shouldn't play that game for more than three battles at a time. Like you should do three battles and then turn it off. Cause Why? I don't know. It's like too like it's too much after that or too tedious or something. No. I don't. I've never played it. You know, I I mean, I feel like the the difficulty definitely plateaus at a point. Uh, but it's fun and there's a lot of cool movement mechanics that are not available in games like XCOM. Uh, so that's fun. I've been playing a bit of Vanquish. Oh, hell yeah. Sliding on them knees. Yeah, and uh, that's always good. Works. Yay. We played you. I came over here last week and played that mouse and keyboard. Yeah, it works really well. Very smooth with that. Uh, and uh, Metal Slug. What? The first one. Huh. Yeah, so that's really about it. I didn't take you for a Metal Slug guy. I like it. I'm not good at it. Yeah. You well, know who's really good at Metal Slug? Who? Corey. Yeah? Yeah. That's a hard-ass makes, game. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, uh, we met Corey, uh, recently. I know. We talked about it. Yeah. You weren't here. So. I mean, I've talked to him before, you know. Uh, we met him. <laughs> okay. Very famous. Oh, also, yesterday was my birthday and, uh, Mr. DeFanoy. Did he, he do w- it again? He wished me a happy birthday again and, uh. Gosh, I told him, I told gentleman. him I'm, I'm going to get at you. You better come back on the show, you know. You so, told him that? Yeah. So we'll see. What do you say? No, no, no response. Yeah. He's, he's a busy man. He's a busy, he's a busy guy. But, you know, I mean, last time he was on, he said he'd be happy to do it again. So we'll hit him up. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to meet him. He's doing a lot of uh, voice acting workshops all over the country right now. So Yeah. Uh, well, and, you know, since we last spoke with him, the whole SAG after strike happened. So it'd be interesting to get his take on that. Yeah. Um, Sinead, what have you been playing? And then let's do a trivia. Yes. Yeah. yeah what have you been playing, Sinead? I beat Persona 5. Cool. Don't tell me anything. Waited two days. And then... And then New Game Plus. <laughs> so you're hooked. I, I I just was like, 
I could go back and like play these games. I also bought these games and I should play these. And I'm like, or get more mileage out of that game. You I, bought. Can, I can replay Persona 5. Yeah. Good. If <laughs> yeah. you're enjoying it. Yeah, that's, that's, that's badass, man. Uh, well, Berto wants to play it. Too bad. And, uh, well, Berto can play the game when he finishes the fucking list. You hear? You hear, Berto? Finish, Finish the, the list. list. <laughs> or just fix my laptop. Like. Also, it sounds like Berto will probably be on next week, so yeah. you have that we'll to look forward to. Yeah, we'll talk, uh, talk to him about that list when he gets here. <laughs> yep. The list. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so I've just been, re- I've been replaying it, and... I didn't know. Uh, I actually, I want to be honest. I didn't know there was new game plus at all with Persona. That's a nice little surprise for you then. So then I and I saw that and I was yeah. like, oh, sweet, fuck yeah! And then I. Um, <coughs> what does it change? So all the gold you had from your last game, all of your stats. Yen, not gold. Uh, yen. Yeah. Uh, whatever, Mon- money in it. Yeah. Uh, you keep your money. You keep your stats. Uh, nice. You keep your equipped items. You keep your girlfriend. Uh, you not keep your girlfriend. Okay. But uh, anybody you lo- anybody you leveled up, um, you get like a token at the end of your um, end of your game, and then so when you replay it, uh, it helps like boost that up too. Right on. Uh, there's a lot of confidants that have like you have to have like a level three or a level four in like this skill for them to like upgrade. And since you have all, since I had all my skills maxed out, which you basically have to by the end of the game, anyways. What? Um. I'm starting the game a lot easier. Yeah, um, I'm very confident that that's fun. But good one, Tom. Yeah. I wish that I wish that I knew because I had stuff that I could have sold that yeah. I that I wasn't like a, that wasn't equipped, yeah. and I could have started my new game with more money. Sure, but I'm just, not just do mementos a bunch and get all the money there. Uh, well, I had uh the regenerating. Uh, there's like accessories that regenerate your SP in there. Yeah. So I had uh, four of those equipped. So That's I got to really keep cool. those. That's really so, cool. So restarting it, super helpful. Yeah. Uh, it's a, that's a great game. It's a really great. Yeah. Game. So it's it's fun. I need to finish that game. Uh, I actually find myself more invested in the storyline now that I kind of see everything. Uh, like because before there was times that I'm like, all right, you're basically just going over the same couple sentences. I just need. Like, I want to get to this next part. Are you speedrunning it? That sounds like that's what you're no, doing. No, the right first now. time I played it. Okay. And I was like, I didn't really care about this one characters or a couple of them. So I was like, I don't really care about your story. I'm just gonna go through and yeah. so I can get your point and then let's move on. Yeah. Uh, but now that like I I have played it and I know the whole story, I'm going in and l- looking at the conversations more to see kind of more like hints of where it's going. Yeah. And like see and then picking different answers than I did before on like the things that I know don't matter. Right. Just because like oh hey it's new conversation that I'm not seeing. Sure. We gotta get you into the rhythm games today. I'm so bad at them. You've Gotta seen it. Gotta get you into it. They're canon. Yeah. I'm so are bad you, at them. Are you going to be dancing all night? Uh, no, I'm just going to be crying so and failing. Two, two or three more Yeah. coming out? Yeah. yeah. Uh, they're one, like each of them is based off of a different <clears throat> Persona game. Also a new Persona Q coming out? Yeah. 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 Nice. Lots of Persona coming <clears throat> out. All right. So what, what, what are we going to fail at today? Can I finish? It yeah. is our trivia section in which the winner of the trivia question gets the right to cast Can I Finish, uh, where you can say, you know, shut up, Ryan, and Ryan can't talk for 10 minutes yeah. if, if he interrupts you. I am the returning champion this week. <clears throat> you also get the right to plug something at the end of the show, be it games-related or not. Uh-huh. Today's question is a very simple one that maybe you guys will know. Maybe. I hope. I hope one of you guys knows. I don't know. I mean, my, my, our, our gamer cred is pretty shot at this point. So, sure. I mean, yeah. we, can't only, we can only go up. 
Before I'm we go about that. In the Capcom title, X-Men Cro- versus Street Fighter, uh, how do you select Akuma? I don't know. Akuma is a, 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 a character you can play as. Mm-hmm. You do select him from the character select screen, mm-hmm. but he doesn't have a portrait that's just there. How, how do you I pick, feel like it's like an alternate for another character. Not an alternate. You just go left. Very close, but no. You go up. You go up. That's right. Any any character on the top row, you press up, you get yeah. Akuma. Yeah. I don't like that guy. I like him. Raging Demon. Yeah, I don't like him. Yeah. He's yeah. kind of an asshole. He seems to fit really well in Tekken 7, though. Mm. I've heard things. So, since I got it right, do I win? Yeah, you win. Yeah. Hey. Like I said, trying to make it a little bit easier. Yeah. Yeah. I want a streak. I'm feeling good about myself this week. Like, I, I got, got a, a computer, computer, you know? Sure. Your best friend's uh, alive for another year? Uh, that's true. <coughs> Barely. Uh, you're going to die soon, I think. <laughs> so soon. That, you mean you're smoking them cigarettes with that bad ticker? Yeah. yeah. Uh, what? Did you know he's got a bad ticker? I also live on the edge. Yeah. So, what are you talking about? Is that? He, uh, he, writes, he writes to work on a motorcycle just doing a wheelie the entire time. That's right. Man, Standing. That would, <laughs> man, that'd be badass. Backwards. That would be badass. Mm-hmm. No helmet. Mm-hmm. I don't, Tom wouldn't wear a helmet anyway. He thinks those are dumb. He doesn't want helmet hair. Uh, I remember uh, Extra Life last year, he told a nine-year-old that you shouldn't wear a helmet while skateboarding because <laughs> yeah. it makes you look cooler when you don't. So. That's true, though. <laughs> that is true. So. And then she threatened to kill EA. Yeah, she said... Yeah, she yeah. did. She's like, she... bring skate back or I will find you and I will kill you. Yeah. Then they haven't done it, so... so I mean. uh, counter days, EA, yeah. in general. Yeah, days are numbered. So... Let's start the show. Shanae. Today, I wanted to talk about yeah. uh, video games. Uh, but specifically- you don't say. <laughs> you want to talk about video games on our video game podcast, Shanae? I mean, I felt like it was appropriate. Okay. Uh, so, I kind of wanted to talk about... Uh, I was thinking about kind of similarities between the uh, la- last couple decades and mm-hmm. video games and things like that. And I just kind of wanted to go over some of the hits of them and kind of like how things have evolved and kind of what you have noticed as far as uh, more like opinion stuff. Sure. Uh, I guess. Um, so in the 80s, what games do you consider a hit from the 80s? Double Dragon. Yeah, Double Dragon was pretty big. Yeah. So I f- here, here's, okay. So the 80s, uh, there were two ways that you got a hit in the 80s. <coughs> You either had a very strong arcade presence, or you were Super Mario Brothers. That's not true. I'm joking, but uh, yeah, so because that was like when arcades were big, right? So you had you had your Double Dragon, you had um, yeah, you actually jumping a question, but yeah, the the next thing I was to talk about the difference between arcade hits and home hits. So if you want to bring that into this, that's a I mean, score chasers were big. They were sure. games that were very short so that you could finish them in the arcade. Sure. Uh, you know, you want a game that is going to eat quarters. Yeah. That's the point, right? Yeah. Make so that money. Like, and I feel like popularity there is more with infamy, right? Because, yeah. like, the game that munched the most quarters, you know, people were talking about it. Sure. Um, and I think that we also, there were games that were, like, that enjoyed, you know, uh, success both in the arcades and at home. Um, yeah, well, you saw a lot of ports, right? You saw a lot of arcade games get ported to home consoles. Yeah. Uh, you know, some very well, some not not so well. But, like, the thing that always interested, that was always funny to me is, like, 
Guerrilla War is one of my favorite games from growing up. I played it the NES version. I never played the arcade version. And, like, is that's a fun damn game. But, like, not having to pump quarters in sure. meant that, like, you just run through the game, yeah. you know? Uh, which I don't think is a great way to port the There's also, uh, dra- uh, like, Dragon's Lair, Galaga... Pac-Man. Was Dragon's Lair the really cartoony one? Yeah, Dragon's Lair uh, and what's the space one? I forget, I forget the space one. Fuck. Uh, and space it, Ace. Space Ace. Both yeah. of those ported to like fucking everything, even now. Yeah. You can play those on your 3DS, yeah. you know. Uh, those were cool. Never got the timing down on any of those games, so I always I never get past the first part. So. But as far as big 80s games, uh, you know... What about home 80 ga- home console 80s I mean, you got to talk about Super Mario Brothers because that essentially saved video games, sure. right? Like, A lot of developers claim that it's the reason that got them into it and yeah, like yeah. opened their creativity more because like, of thinking about that game. I mean, the home console market was dying uh, due to things like ColecoVision and Atari. And Oversaturation. Of, of bad games. Uh, quantity versus quality. Yeah. Because uh, everybody was making a console back then, right? Yeah, everybody was making games, too, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, Nintendo comes to the West and releases the NES in test markets, right? Right. Not the entire U.S., but, like, New York was a test market. I believe New Mexico was a test market. And there's no Super Mario Brothers at this point. Yeah. You know? Just the thing. Uh, yeah. And Super Mario Brothers and the NES, I think, are a large part of the reason that we still have video games in the way we do today. Yeah. Uh, and that's largely due to the success. Also, Tetris. Fucking everybody was playing Tetris. T- Tetris was the Wii of the '80s. So that's a thing. That's another thing too. Like you didn't play video games. You played Tetris. Get your yeah. get your game to be a household name, like Super Mario Brothers <coughs> or Tetris. Because even if you don't play video games, you know what those two things are. What do you think made games like Pac-Man and Tetris and Super Mario hits easy to play? Yeah. Anybody can play them. Yeah, uh, you, know? I, I, you don't feel like that was the case for other video games of that genre that didn't, or of that era that. Didn't? No, because if you look at like something like Asteroids, right, the controls from that can be confusing, even to somebody playing it today. Yeah. Maybe you know what to do, but actually executing on that can be difficult. Uh, you know, things like Galaga or or Centipede. Uh, you have a stick and a button, right? But that that's very you know action heavy uh you know response time is a big thing and it is in pac-man too but pac-man you're worrying about directions sure you know uh tetris you're worrying about rotation and direction that's it right you know and i think that another thing about like like thomas saying like score chasers man like like you you have a you have a pac-man machine in in your town and you want to be the guy who has the highest score in pac-man or at least on the board yeah so i mean that kind of competition is you know really helped spur games along uh, especially like like when we were like arcade heavy in this country, um, so I feel like Pac Man became a hit like you know large part because of its simplicity. Um, you know, conceptually, it was you know it's just a fun game, and you know it was ported everything. Yeah, it was ported quite poorly uh, to some things, but it was ported everything. You know, and just the fact of the matter is that like that competition like really you know gave that game a lot of staying power. I think. And then Mario, while I think it is obviously more complex than something like a Tetris or a Pac Man. It did a very good job, and you, you need this more in games today, of teaching you without a tutorial. A lot of podcasters have, t- have talked about this. You run right, and you hit that first Goomba, and you die. And you realize, well, I can jump. You know, Mario is the first video game character that could jump on an enemy to kill them. Um, you know, you run farther, and you, 
you fall in a pit and you realize, well, I got to jump over that. It, it very slowly teaches you the mechanics right. uh, in a very inviting way. My mom doesn't play video games. My mom loves Super Mario Brothers. Sure, you know, uh, yeah. But I mean, I think the king there is is certainly Tetris. You know, Tetris is the Wii. So like, uh, so go, oh, go ahead. I was gonna move on to the next because I also have overarching. Uh, so what games do you consider from the '90s hits though? Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic was a big deal. Um, we're cooler, Fancy. you know. Well, see the th- we're the cooler, more aggressive, in um, your face, fast game. So that's the thing too. Is like <coughs> when I was thinking about it, is that uh, one of the ways that you sold your game in like the early '90s is you were like, our game is like this game but better. Right. And we talked about that last week with the uh, bad dudes and Double Dragon. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the games that make get made games really popular like in the early 90s was you talk about like you like the graphics um you know you got a really gorgeous looking game uh which games would you consider that falls under though you know it's hard to say like anecdotally like um like i'd say sonic like sonic 2 is like a very like it's that's a that's a great looking game uh, um, I mean, I mean you got to remember, Genesis was out before Super Nintendo. Yeah. So people were comparing Genesis graphics to NES graphics for a time, for yeah. a good amount of time. Which, you know, is, so it was lopsided, <coughs> obviously. Um, There's Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Like so, Final Fantasy VII. Uh, Mortal Kombat was a big thing. Street <laughs> yeah. Fighter was a big thing. Yeah. Uh, Legend of Zelda, Duke Nukem. Um, it's funny you said Final Fantasy. I mean, Final Fantasy, I would dump in with the 80s, and that, that is a game that we I'll should talk Final about. Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Final Fantasy in general, you know, like we had other JRPGs, but none to that extent. And let's not forget, it's called Final Final Fantasy because that was supposed to end Square. Yeah. You know, that was supposed to be their last game. Uh, now we, we still have them taking 10 years to make games. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Final Fantasy was a big deal. And 7 for the 90s was sure. a huge uh, deal. Yeah. Final Fantasy 7, StarCraft, Warcraft 2, uh, Unreal came out in the 90s. I've talked about before. Oh, no, Final oh, Fantasy, sorry, Unreal Tournament. Final Fantasy VII is the first game I remember seeing ads for not on TV, not in magazines. You know, you'd see ads for Final Fantasy VII on the side of the fucking Via bus. Sure. You know, so uh, that I, was a big thing. I think a big thing about the 90s also was if you to make a hit game, you like a lot of people. That was a time where like a lot of, you know, new concepts were coming out. Uh, and I feel like more recently we're, you know, we're iterating on those established concepts in you know interesting ways but i feel like a lot of uh like i feel like a lot of first came out of the 90s <coughs> like uh you know i don't know of any were there any first person shooters in the 80s yeah but nothing mm. of any yeah you know because like any so like importance. for example like uh like doom came out in 93 sure i mean even sphere destiny wolfenstein were 90s yeah right yeah yeah symphony of the night was 90s um, and that's the thing too, like Symphony of the Night, and I wonder because Symphony of the Night is like that's part of an esta- uh, like people already liked Castlevania before that. Yeah, but it totally changed yeah, the game. Um, they, you know, they they changed <coughs> what a Castlevania game was. Like they gave you the, like the special moves, and they yeah. gave you like the all inverted, the hidden shit. I mean, it was, shit, most sim- it was most similar to Simon's Quest, but still yeah. a huge departure. Yeah. Um, yeah, Castlevania was a big deal. I think one thing that a lot of people often overlook. Uh, is games like the 90s Final Fantasy series. Uh, by 90s, I mean like 7 and onward, not so much, you know, 6 or any of that. Um, and games like Resident Evil with 
pre-rendered backgrounds. Uh, even if we're talking about things like Grim Fandango, like games with pre-rendered backgrounds did something that no games have really had really done before and no games really do anymore. It's something that's lost with pre-rendered backgrounds being lost in that, you know, if you're playing Legend of Zelda and you go into a house and you smash a pot you go into another house and you smash a pot and you go into another house and smash a pot you're smashing the same pot every time with pre-rendered backgrounds it allowed for individual items to be unique you might see a poster in this room and in the next room it's a completely different poster you see a vase in this room and in the next room it's a completely different vase and that's because those backgrounds are pre-rendered uh, which a lot of people don't like but it's the only time in gaming that we really had that and i think that's important you know we, we've lost that and we didn't have it before that yeah you know um, but I feel like it also existed largely out of necessity due to limitation at the time. Out of necessity, sure. I mean, that is the, one of the big reasons why we had pre-rendered backgrounds. Yeah. But it's an artistic choice and an amount of realism that we didn't have and we don't have anymore. Yeah. You know, you, you play Zelda now and like, yeah, you're going to see the same item in multiple different locations, whereas that would be a unique item every time you saw it in one of those games. Yeah. I think that's really cool. So... How do you think a, a game was defined as a hit in the 90s? Well, if if Sony put it in an obnoxious green case or Nintendo yeah. put a player's choice stamp on it, yeah. that's how you know it's a hit. Yeah. Uh, the magazines, because <laughs> you weren't... There wasn't internet. I mean, there was internet, but it wasn't like super accessible sure. for everybody. Yeah, so your friend like, James wants us to do an episode on gaming magazines, and I think that's a good idea. Uh, you know, I've talked about gaming magazines. There's gaming magazines that you like... The, that you could respect, right? Uh, I loved Nintendo Power. I subscribed to Nintendo Power for years. And it wasn't until I was I, I was an adult that I was like, wait a minute. These guys make games and they're scoring games. I shouldn't be surprised that they're scoring all of their games really well. Yeah. You know? Uh, and you still see that with things like Game Informer. Sure. But like, what about games like Doom or Final Fantasy VII or even like StarCraft? How do you think they became hits in a similar fashion? Or what do you think made them hits? I think Doom's an interesting thing, right? Because, like, we had Wolfenstein and Sphere beforehand. And, like, they were popular. But, like, we've talked about on the show before, more people bought Doom that year than Windows. Yeah. You know? Uh, you play that shit in DOS, dude. Yeah. That's fucking nuts to think about. And what 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 was it? Like, yeah, it's graphically I think, it's better, but it's not I think, like... I think a lot of it had to do with... Um, Deathmatch? I don't know. I think that the, it goes to the adage of, you know, there's no such thing as bad publicity, right? And then uh, you had Doom coming under fire because of it, how violent it was, uh, especially for the time. And it's like, man, that game, that game sounds pretty badass as all these people are pissed off about it. So, you know, people, like, naturally, people want to check it out. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, you know, they see, you know, that it's a really good game. Well, it's not, let's also not forget, like, this is when shareware is at its height of sure. popularity. Uh, so from a lot of the PC games that Chanae's talking about, like, I don't think that hurt. Yeah. You know? That distribution was, yeah. really, you know, really easy. So, hey, you like this? Send us, you know, five more dollars and we'll send you the rest of the game or whatever. Like, sure. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's before we had anything like, you know, it's, it's, it's before episode one of a Telltale game was coming out, right? Yeah. It's like the litmus test for that. Yeah. Uh, demo discs. Yeah, demo disc was a big thing. Go, yeah. Go, go to fucking Pizza Hut, get a demo disc, you know? Yeah. Um, um, <coughs> well, what about games like uh, like Symphony of the Night and something like that? Do you think that just the fact that it's a Castlevania game made it a hit? No, or? I think Symphony of the Night was interesting because we're... 
<clears throat> with the jump into 3D, you had a lot of developers and publishers not knowing how to make those types of games. Just like now we have developers and publishers not knowing how to do VR games the right way, right? So we had a lot of 3D games that were visually impressive to us at the time, but played like fucking garbage. And here's a company when Konami was still taking risks, uh, putting out this game that is drastically different than the other games of the series. Sure. And said, you know what? We don't need to make a 3D game now. We can make a 2D game that looks better than any 2D game you played before it. Yeah. You know? And there's something to be said. I, for I that. think the fact that it was a Castlevania game, game helped sell it. Sure. But uh, what made it a hit was what Tom was saying, like the, the, the departure from those established conventions. Um, and I think sticking to 2D helped. Yeah. You know? Um, that's that era we saw like some of the best sprite work for the developers that decided to stay in 2D yeah which was not that's, a lot of them yeah that's another thing too is like you know? staying staying in 2D in an era where everybody's trying to push for like the most impressive 3D right. graphics it becomes a novel concept I think about like the Capcom fighters right think about all the 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 late later 90s Capcom fighters whether it's Marvel versus Capcom or you know uh, St- Street Fighter versus X-Men like uh, you know Street Fighter 3, like, the sprite work in those games, and in Castlevania as well, is, like, fucking amazing. Yeah. It's really impressive, you know? Uh, we don't see that now. How do you... F- I feel like, uh, obviously, going from more arcade games to more home consoles from the 80s into the 90s had, obviously, a large effect on how multiplayer was played. And then when things like Unreal Tournament... Sure. And, like, Quake... Quake. And... Uh, came out like it uh really did change how people started viewing uh and opening doors for i think the next era i think a lot of people view those as the birth of esports you know yeah and i feel like a lot of those is why they became hits and then there's things like the super mario kart that i mean mar that there already was mario kart before sure but i do feel like that is what i hear more of of the 90s versions of mario kart uh, there was there was no Mario Kart before the nineties. I thought there was one in like no. late eighties. Uh-uh. Okay, well I'm getting my dates wrong. The first Mario Kart is Super Mario Kart for the SNES, which was a nineties game. Yeah, nineteen ninety one. Uh, but like, yeah. yeah, your point with Quake, like, that's the first time I can remember like watching a game. Mm. Um, and I'm not even talking about like Twitch because we didn't have anything like that, right? But like dying, and sitting there and watching what other people are doing, you know. Uh, it's still insane to like go back and look at some of those those shots that guys do in those old, old school shooters. Yeah, you know those fucking twitch shots and yeah. you know, super quick mouse movements. It's, it's still insane. Um, I think you got to mention Ocarina of Time. Sure. We're talking nineties. You have to mention Ocarina of Time. Yeah, uh, Metal Gear Solid. But, so uh, I think Ocarina of Time, like that, was another thing too. Because uh, we talk about uh, we talked, you know, about you know, you know, Konami. You know, staying with you know, staying with their two, staying in two D and trying to kind of iterate on top of that. Whereas uh, that's when uh, Legend of Zelda, uh, that's when Nintendo took Legend of Zelda to three D mm-hmm. um, for the first time, and you know, gave you this huge like it was a it's like you'd always been used to you know like an open world game in Legend of Zelda, but never experienced in that perspective. Um, and that was a huge deal to a lot of people because I feel like uh, bringing that game to bringing that game to three D kind of um kind of helped bring that game to life for a lot of people well it was intuitive right like you if you played link to the past like you knew what to do yeah you still knew what to do it was just in a 3d space uh things like z targeting which tons of people copied afterwards 
uh, Mario 64 versus something like Nights into Dreams or Crash Bandicoot, you know, we saw what succeeded and where 3D platformers went from there, and they copied Mario. They didn't copy Crash. Right. You know? Uh, so Nintendo should definitely be applied for the, the console jump into 3D, at least. Yeah. Uh, and then I think Shanae should definitely talk about the rise of Pokemon in the 90s. Mm. Yes. You know? uh, yeah. It, that one, it was a whole new... I, like, I don't want to say genre, for, but it was like it definitely what opened the doors for a lot of other games and people to look into them. I mean, Pokemon hit fucking hard. Yeah, oh. it, it did something in JRPGs that, like, <coughs> for, to my knowledge, we hadn't seen before. Mm. Um, that whole well, it's like, like a, it's because it's just it's a pocket monster. I've always considered those their own kind of genre sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, monster collecting. There's a lot of them out there, you know. Uh, now I mean, a lot yeah. of people compare Persona to Pokemon. I I don't I I feel like that it's more comparable to a visual novel with RPG elements, but whatever. Yeah. Whatever. So like. Uh, but like. Um. But yeah. No. I. I mean. The popular Pokemon. You're right. Hit hard, and it took everyone by storm. It was all over. And they ticked all the right boxes, right? It was Cartoon, card game, video game, like. Yeah. Like stuffed oh, animals. I, I like remember. They merchandise that. They merchandise that game really smart. Yeah. There's other. Uh, I knew so many kids that are actually like your kids that don't play the car- Pokemon card game but collected the cards. Didn't yep. play, didn't play the video game but collected the cards because people in the neighborhood did. Uh, I mean, forever since the beginning of video games, word of mouth has always been a a very obvious reason why games become popular because people say that, that it's good. And Pokemon definitely had that playground effect, right? And yeah. Pokemon because like, like, it was everywhere. There's so much merchandise. Like kids And like people who didn't know the name of like uh, they didn't know the name of the show. They just called it the Pikachu show. They yeah, had sure. Pikachu. Everybody knows Pikachu, right? They had their mascot and it was cute. Yeah. And at the time it was chubby. Yeah. And everyone loved it. Yeah. Now it's skinny. But uh, yeah. but like it's not it's not crazy to think in like another ten years that like Pikachu's probably just as synonymous as like Mickey fucking Mouse you know like or or Superman Mario. right everyone knows Mario's yeah. name yeah. like it was it was the next Mario Brothers because everyone knows Mario's names like I mean granted his name is also in the title so it makes it a little bit easier right. Super Mario but- Mario mm-hmm. <laughs> and Luigi Mario <laughs> Mario Mario and Luigi Mario you are, you are correct everyone knows their names but uh, like yeah. Cheers. Mm. <laughs> where everybody knows Pikachu's name. Well, you know, and I feel like Pokemon did something. Like, we talked about this, uh, I think we talked about this uh, last week, in that Pokemon did something that other JRPGs weren't doing, in that, it, like, they didn't give you some world-ending calamity to, right. to to go up against. Like, you're just... You're just a kid. Like, just a kid, like, go, you just, like, just go out there. Badass. Yeah, just go yeah. out there, do your best. Jolly-ass game, that's, yeah. That's it. Right? Yeah, for sure. And, and also, you don't see enough of that. Like, yeah. even now you don't see enough of it. And also, like, I feel like they capitalize on, like, look, kids like collecting things, and they like sharing things. Well, and they like trading things, too. And they like shiny things. Sure. So let's call them shiny Pokemon, have them be a variant color. Yeah. Sometimes it's better, sometimes it's worse. Sure. And that gives something to kids can brag about, even if it's not great. Yeah. Uh, uh, also, like, Metal Gear Solid, I think, is a very important game. Uh, I think for people that wanted more out of gaming, like it gave them that, you know. Yeah. As far as story and game cinematics and games, sure. uh, Metal Gear Solid was very important. Yeah, I feel like that. The, that was one of those games, right? That like opened people's eyes to like what kind of what kind of tales could be told in this medium. Which yeah. I, I mean, th- there are games that tried it before. Yeah, but they, they, it was not as good. It was yeah. not as good. Um, 
you know, I think it was like a combination of a lot of different things, right? Uh, what, was, what was first Half Life? Uh, Ninety eight. I think you, uh, that's owed a lot for the same reasons as well. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Fallout but, Two. Uh, it's also the nineties. Yeah. But people didn't pick up on Fallout like they did with three. Yeah. You know? So like that's the thing too is that Fallout, which like to be honest, uh, I I found Fallout like I found Fallout One and Two by accident. Yeah. Uh, like I had never heard of them prior. It did well enough, but yeah, it wasn't on the level like, of these other games. And so like I played those games and so you even, wouldn't consider it a hit. I don't know. It's hard to say because like like Interplay did a lot of like they had some hits. Like they had Earthworm Jim, you know, uh but, Earthworm Jim had a cartoon and yeah. action figures. Yeah, so like here's the thing though, is that like Bring it back. Um, you know, Fallout, like, you know, I played those games uh in like the early two thousands. Uh because and by that time, like Fallout's one and two had been out for uh, about four years, uh, and then after I played those, like I'd never heard about them again. Like I, the only people that I talked to about that game are the people that I let borrow that game. Yeah. Um. You know, and I never heard about it again. And then you know, uh, like eight, you know, eight years later, Bethesda is like, hey, we bought Fallout, we're making another game. So. Uh. I was thinking it was important. We kind of did. We didn't go over it in for the '80s, uh, and it was also a part of the '90s. Uh, it was licensed games that were good. Spider-Man uh, Two. Literally every platformer that Disney was putting out, well, sure. Capcom was putting out for Disney. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Like that Lion that King? shit sold right. Like. Oh man, Aladdin. People were buying those games just based off the properties, but sure. they were good games. Yeah. Yeah. That Aladdin Cave of Wonder scene super difficult. The cool even thing, now. the cool thing about Aladdin though, is depending on the platform you got, you got it's a different, different game. game, which was a big thing back then, yeah. right? Well, and that's not just Aladdin; that's tons of games. It's a different game if you're playing the Genesis version or the SNES version, right? Yeah. And that that's not something you see nowadays. It'd be awesome if I could buy the same game on PS4 and Xbox One, and they're literally two different games. That would be cool, you know. Um, and that and then you could really say it's better on PlayStation. Sure. Uh, here's the thing, though, is that I remember in the '90s. There were, and maybe I'm just not noticing it as much now, but in the 90s, there were a lot of comic book character games. Like, I saw a lot of X-Men games. Uh, I saw a lot of, you know, DC comics games. I, like, And some of them were good, some of them were bad, but... But, like, there were a lot of them. There uh, were a lot of them. I, I know at least three in there. Uh in our uh, next category, which is the early 2000s. See, and I feel like the 2000s is when licensed games got really bad. Yeah. You know, there were exceptions, but most of them were just hot garbage. Yeah. And there was a lot of them. Yeah. A lot more than there are now. Yeah. But what would you say, uh, what would either of you say were hits of the early 2000s? Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2 was huge. Yeah. Uh, uh, along with Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk was fucking huge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and it's funny because, like, I feel like to, I feel like the success of Tony Hawk has quite a bit to do with when it came out. Uh, like, I feel like... I'll you know, back. Okay. I, you know, people would still buy a Tony Hawk game now. I mean, people, I mean, people bought Tony Hawk 5. I bought it. Um, they bought Tony Hawk Shred. That's true, and Ride. Yeah. Um, but I feel like... You know, the early 2000s was when you sold, like, a licensed skateboard game. Because um, I feel like that's when his popular when Tony Hawk's mainstream popularity was, like, at its peak. Yeah, I think his X Games in 98 or 99 when he lands the 900 and yeah. people start knowing Tony Hawk by name like they used to in the 80s, yeah. right? Uh, uh, and then, around, but even before that, like, you also had, like, other licensed, like, games with athletes on them. 
but we saw some we saw like after the second test of Tony Hawk though that spread along you know games like Kelly Slater's pro whatever I don't yeah, know surfer I, yeah. I forget what Kelly Slater does and there's like a pro wakeboarder and yeah all those other all Matt those Hoffman stuff. and all yeah. that Dave Mira's BMX and all that shit yeah uh but like and some of them were great some of them were terrible yeah you know and that's the thing too is that like uh early 2000s man uh well I guess it was more mid 2000s uh you know the uh Superman Returns and like there were people were like asking like is it gonna be the first is it gonna be the first good Superman game nope a lot of people like it. Yeah. A lot of people like it. I, I didn't care for it, but like, and I'm, I would love to see a good Superman game, but like, how do you do it? I don't you think know? that game was bad for the time, you know? Like those, those games were popular. Beat em ups were popular. Yeah. You know? I don't know, man. Are we talking about the same game? No, we're not. Okay. Because I, I feel like you're talking about Death and Return. I'm probably talking about Death and Return. You're Which right. came out you're in right. like the 90s. Um. Yeah. I don't know, man. 2000s. Because uh, what sticks with you from that? I mean, Halo, right? Yeah, Halo was big for FPS on console. Yeah, that sold Xboxes, right? Uh, yeah. And that's and I feel like the first hit is like that's back when the game like the the game sold the console, right? Like there was a point like yeah, the NES launched without Mario, but it got to the point where Mario sold NESs, right? Mm-hmm. Sonic sold Genesis, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Halo sold the Xbox. Um, that's not something I don't feel like we see as much of anymore. Uh, like sure, like you'll like you had people buying the Xbox 360 for Gears, um, but like I feel like there was more setting, like there were more like exclusive setting those things apart. Sure, and, and like and they had a higher, they had a, like a larger impact. Like earlier. you see deals like the Capcom Five, which you talk about, and like that's something that I think is very notable. Is uh, you know Resident Evil Four, the return of Shinji Mikami, his, his first return, right? Uh, that game was huge. Yeah, Resident, Resident Evil 4, 4 was sold huge. GameCubes when that was yeah. exclusive. All right, what games have y'all talked about while I was gone? All of them. Yeah, we talked about literally every video. We talked about Halo. Yeah, we did. Uh, what about, because uh, also in there was Portal. Yeah, Portal was a big deal for yeah. sure. Uh, I mean, Crazy the orange Taxi, box in general. Crazy Taxi, The Sims. The Sims is huge. People don't realize how huge The Sims is. It is like one of the best-selling PC franchises. Oh, uh, yeah. They, there will, I, I think even with Maxis not really being a thing anymore, I think there will be Sims 5. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Sims is very, very good call, Shanae. Also, it's like second, second I mean, the life. Sims Half, is... Half-Life 2. Okay, so Half-Life 2, I think... Portal. So, hold on. So, the... So, first Half-Life kind of did... You know, they kind of established, like, what kind of storytelling could take place in a first-person shooter, right? Yep. And then they, you know, they fleshed out the writing, like, to... An enormous degree for Half Life Two and its accompanying episodes, um, and I and also like the the Source Engine at the time was just <laughs> it was it was quite amazing yeah to to look at so that that really helped it out too um, you know also being the being the the sequel to like one of the coolest uh, first person shooters of like the past ten years sure. at the time like that certainly didn't hurt either also in the two thousands we see like mods like really becoming a thing like it's around in the 90s right we see it we see the rise of it with with shareware games like doom and all that but like 2000 especially with things like the source engine you just get like a ridiculous amount of modders coming out of the woodwork you also saw a lot more mmos yeah uh world warcraft guild wars (coughs) um i played 
I played a lot of MMOs in the early <laughs> So I, you know, I had thought about MMOs and like what made, you know, what made World of Warcraft take off the way that other MMOs that had preceded it hadn't. Uh, and I, I feel like it was a lot, it has a lot to do with accessibility. Another thing is, it started on a franchise that people already loved that sure. were playing on PC. People loved those RTS games. Sure. And people wanted to know about the lore. Sure. That, like, there is a lot of people who play it, like, and play it on, like, servers where it's, like, pretty much easy mode so they yeah. can just get the lore because right. that's all they care about. Right. Um, I mean, they, they just, they created an MMO that caters to a lot of different playing styles right. without it ever really feeling like it ends and have and have continued to add more and more to it. So it's like just a way to get like as like as much Warcraft as you want, this is the game for you. Mm-hmm. Um, Sometimes it's too much Warcraft. Uh, real quick, I mean, it's kind of off topic, but it's kind of not. The, this last week's Switch event, you know, it was different between the American version and the, the Japanese version. Fantasy Star Online 2. Mm. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I played a lot of Fantasy Star International. The, I don't know because like I remember the first not, not International Last Hope. The first MMO I ever heard about, to my recollection, was EverQuest. Mm. Um. And it had always kind of existed as this like nebulous concept to me because like I had no way of like exposing myself to it. Um. But I think like and. I think that like when World of Warcraft came out, like that was the first MMO that like had that level of mainstream recognition. Sure. And all that StarCraft money from uh, as well to like help. Oh yeah. To help yeah. with like making more of both of them. Yeah. Blizzard. I mean, Blizzard always has had a, quite a bit of money and quite a bit of success. Sure. And look. So they, they've, I mean, they make good products. Yeah, I think there's a couple of things from the 2000s that we've left out that, like, really were a big deal. Uh, SOCOM was fucking huge. Oh, sure, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, uh, Assassin's Creed, Call of Duty. Um, sure, but, like, so, so, I mean, SOCOM is kind of before this, right? Like, online shooters on on consoles... Wasn't really a thing. Wasn't uh, Yeah, there was, you know, there was uh, things like... Uh, Medal of Honor, but you're not really play- well, you weren't that- really playing online. SOCOM was like chat headset. You're buying it with the chat yeah, headset and, the, headset. and the network adapter. Yeah, uh, and like yeah, it, it was a big thing. And like clan support. I think there's a difference that between yeah. something that's like majorly influential and then a hit. Well, SOCOM, SOCOM was, was a hit. hit. Oh no, I'm not saying it wasn't. Yeah. I'm just saying. You know why? Like that the, the fact that SOCOM was a like more influential doesn't mean that it's necessarily a better hit than any of the like Call of Duty launches. Or At the time, that. it was though. yeah, because uh, I think- and the only reason the latest SOCOM failed is because an online game released the day of the month long PSN crash. Yeah, you know, and it's like it also is kind of like also a different way, uh, like how you interpret a hit, right? Like, are we talking like? Because it, it could be commercially successful. And so SOCOM was moving units though, right? Yeah, people were buying PlayStation Two for SOCOM, right? Um, uh, yeah, you know, uh, but then it could also be like early, but in the two thousand, but in the two thousands, a lot of people were buying three sixties for Halo. But you sure? But this is still the two thousands, is before that. Yeah, you know. Um, uh, I mean, like, I, that's the thing too, is that like, uh, I think one of the things that made SOCOM, you know, such a hit is because like it wasn't like console shooters, like con- online console shooters, just weren't a thing. And then you gave people an arena to actually, uh, you gave people an arena to actually 
like play against each other for like like instead of like playing with my friend like playing Goldeneye with my friend like on the couch mm-hmm. like, I can play with some f- dude in fucking North Carolina and right. blow his head off and then use my headset that I'd never used on a console before <laughs> to talk shit to him afterwards so it's like a whole thing uh, also huge uh, with you know the recent news of GTA 5 being the best selling game GTA 3 yeah like that was extremely important and that was undeniably a hit yeah, so, and I feel like G- that's another one too. Like, GTA 3 sold PlayStation 2s. Yeah. So, what do you think made hits in the, in the 2000s? Like, what do you think made a game a hit? Like, what do you, like, what helped be, help it become a hit? Or, yeah, that was distinct to that uh, decade. I mean, well, you know, the rise of online play on a, in the console space. We've had online games since the early 90s sure. on consoles. Uh, but not not much in this country. Yeah. Um, and even the countries that did support it, it wasn't really heavily supported. Right. So you see the rise of online games. You see the rise of indie games. Uh, you see I think the rise those, of those more are all mobile important. games. Yeah. yeah. And then these huge, these huge fucking worlds like Grand Theft Auto. You know? Right. Yeah. I um, there's shit like, you know, Shenmue and all that, but like, I you know, it doesn't compare yeah. to, to GTA. I feel, um, uh, but we are kind of missing the biggest hit. Of the 2000s. What's that? The Wii. Plants vs. Zombies. The Wii. Uh, I'm going to say that console was the biggest hit. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, And it brought in a lot of things that people felt from the 80s and early 90s. Sure. It was was accessible for every single person. It it made video games simple again, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. Which I think there's a lot of things that... That's one of those things that that I think, you know, as consoles became more advanced, uh, they just turned people off. Simple be- and more complicated, though. <laughs> yeah. You know, set up this fucking sensor bar. Sure. Get all these weird controllers out. Yeah, and they sure. get the attachments for the controllers you know. so they're more sensitive. But, like, once, the, once all that shit's set up, like, anybody could play it. Sure. Um, uh, and anybody can break their TV. Oh, yeah. The, uh, oh, man, the rise of we fail videos. Fantastic. It's great. 2006 a- was a great year. Because <laughs> yeah. if you're going for commercial success, yeah. then and you, if you look up, like, uh, like, lists of games for like year uh a lot of years in like the 2000s sure we games are at the top because everybody had it well and if we're talking like about Wii games sports. that like really sold yeah we sports i don't really count like, we sports because it was a pack-in no those uh, no we sports was a pack-in oh you're right, you're right you're right you're right um but game and eventually it was a pack-in but Mario Kart for Wii is this a crazy high-selling game yeah even Super Mario Brothers for the Wii and the DS like respectively oh, game sucks uh, the DS, <laughs> the Super Mario for the D, uh, 3DS actually sold better than the Wii version, but that's that's surprising. Mm. Yeah, uh, just a little bit more. Yeah, like mm. just a smidge. Just, just, just a little, like a, a little like, smidgy like baby boy. Eight hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it also came out like three years prior. Mm. So, Galaxy, Galaxy sold extremely well. One and two. Yeah. You know. Uh yeah, so like. But does a Mario game ever sell poorly? I think that there are definitely some that There's have like underperformed. There's like Mario Luigi's Partners mm. in Time that did that. Uh, like, I bet Mario is Missing didn't do so well. Um, I mean, there's game like they all they all well are, even like mainline games right like 3D World. While a lot of people that had a Wii U bought it, not a lot of people had a Wii U. Yeah. So that game kind of did underperform. Yeah. Uh, no fault of the game; it's a great game, but you know. Yeah. There's games that didn't do as well in the Mario franchise. As the other ones, but they all have done commercially well. Sure, <laughs> sure. Uh, Mario's he, hungover and didn't sell well. Uh, Doctor Mario. <laughs> Mario goes to work. Yeah, Mario's not really a doctor, man. I don't really feel like I just trust any pills that guy gave me. 
He's wearing the coat. And he's throwing them at you. He doesn't even write a prescription. He just throws the pills at you. Sure. So, can't trust that. So, uh, I know that we are only in 2017, but let's go for the 20 teens. Because I don't know what else to call them. The tweens. The tweens, I guess. Yeah, the tweens would be apt. Would you say it would be uh, considered hits, and would still be considered hits years from now, of the last seven years? GTA 5. Yes, that was what I was going to say immediately. Yeah, Minecraft. Yeah, Minecraft. Minecraft is like, ridiculous. Like, Minecraft sells... I, yeah, like we talked about it earlier. This guy announced for 3DS. Yep. We talked about it early on the news, so if you listen to that, uh, cool. Awesome. We appreciate it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Minecraft probably... Strike, go. Minecraft yeah. has probably sold more than uh, Grand Theft Auto, but... They're still like ridiculously selling games, sure. even more than even more than like the packing we sports and we play. Yeah, Modern Warfare. Yeah. Um. You know, uh, everybody knows this stuff already. Yeah, because we're living it. Yeah, <laughs> we're in it. Journey. Like we've seen a lot more hits than probably I think that I can name of. Yeah. Maybe I'm just because I'm more into it. Player knows Battlegrounds. Well, yeah, indie scene, right? Like, Biggest hit of the decade. Uh, Braid, Limbo, you know, Meat Boy. Like, these are the games that really kicked off that initiative. Yes, there were indie games before, but, yeah. like, not, Braid was not in, the, in that I way. I Braid was in the early 2000s. I don't know. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. You're, um, uh, you're probably right. I don't know. Yeah. I, but it's, it's, I still feel like we still get more. The Witness. The Witness. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that was pretty popular. Jonathan Blows the Witness. Oh, yeah. Jonathan Blows the Witness. Yes, that's right. He blew the witness. That's right. Uh, I don't know. It's just, uh, and it's funny because like the way that games become hits is so much different than the way that they became hits, you know, in in years past. Like, you make a game a hit by like you sh- put that shit on Twitch and get a mm. bunch of people watching it, and then you, you sure you make your game battlegrounds. A hit. Like yeah. you do, you put a let's play on YouTube. You, like you're and you're a well known guy. You make that game a hit. You know, so it's funny. Like you're saying yeah. that that's tr- true. Like think about some of the games that have done the best over the past few years. Uh, Rocket League, yeah. PUBG, like these are extremely, Overwatch. extremely twitchable games. Yeah, like these games know? that people like to stream. Yeah, uh, like that's how you make those games a hit. Lim- uh, uh, even I still people see even streaming Limbo still. Yeah, and it's not to say that those games aren't good on their own merits, but like you know, Twitch and YouTube that sells shit. That's why they call those people influencers because like they that you can sell games like with those uh, with those avenues. So. I know and when I was also- playing PUBG, I felt like I was under the influence. Uh, um, you feel like you were influenced into buying that? Yeah. My ne- no, Berto bought it for me, actually. <laughs> my nephews uh, get a lot of my old systems. Like, the their newest console Your scraps. is a PS3, which I gave them. That's actually a pretty good uh, gift to get, though. I'd like a PS3. Um, Should have given it to Ryan. Yeah. So. Uh, I I don't want to buy them anything for Christmas. Yeah, I, I, I guess actually- you don't want to buy me anything for Christmas either. So. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Uh, so, uh, they... Um, not so much my younger nephew, but my older nephew. He definitely watches a lot of a lot of stuff on YouTube and Twitch. Right. Some of it's just because he doesn't have the console and he can't afford it, and my yeah. sister can't afford to buy and can't afford it really either. Yeah. Uh, I mean, she just bought them a house, so. So yeah, that that kind of <laughs> okay. So that that actually reminds me of something. So like, you know, when I was a kid, I used to go to the, uh, you know, I used to go to the arcade a lot, and. Uh, you know, if I didn't have if I didn't have enough co- tokens or quarters to play an arcade game, then I decided that what I was going to do is watch other people who had the tokens and quarters to play that game because like I can't play it, so I might as well watch people playing it. Um, I feel like there's something to that. I've got a question. And there's 
Um, you know, we're talking about what games were hits, and like we failed to mention any of these games, and they're probably some of the biggest hits. And I want to know why you guys think that is. Uh, games like Angry Birds and Candy Crush Saga, and you know, Words with Friends. I said mobile. Draw right? something like those. Yeah, awesome. but, but those games have made so much money. Yeah, because those are you know, so. I've, if if their video games are hits, those are it. I think. You know? Okay, so I think that you kind of. I think that you kind of hit the nail on the head earlier when we're. Uh, we were talking in the garage about it is that um with candy crush like it's a game that you don't really have to do anything mm-hmm. like you just kind of like pick it up and play it but it, they're not all that way right, right angry but, birds did extremely well right but like so with candy crush like specifically like you know you don't really have to do anything it's just something to distract you for a little bit like you're on the bus or you're waiting in line or something you just sure like you know crush a few candies right uh with angry birds um do you really crush candies in that game yeah. the candies are crushed yes okay so uh, I've watched it with my with my nose. Is there like with, a, with satisfying, a satisfying chomp? There's not uh, a ch- sometimes, sometimes when you get d- different stuff. I used to I played it a fuck ton. I, I can got- see how that game would be addictive. Like uh, there's like a lot of me, my sister, and my mom all played it, and we all like, since we're all friends on Facebook, we would um uh we would challenge each other's kind of like scores, and we would text or call each other. Yeah, like, and we, we were talking about other stuff. Like oh, by the way, uh, pass you up in Candy Crush. And then say bye. Also, it's free. It's free to play. Free to, pl- free to play. Free to play. Yeah. Not free to beat. <laughs> yeah. So I asked you guys this question, like already having an answer in mind in my head as to why they're, you know, what makes these games popular. Uh, and that is that, and this is coming out more and more recently, especially this week, uh, that these games are looking to gambling and casino studies to see what it is that hooks people. Yeah, I find that very predatory. Mm. But you know, you're an adult, I guess. Make your own decisions. Sure. Uh, but I do think it's definitely indicative of how we have really progressed about the progressed to um, kind of the hits and kind of people and people in more and more industries kind of recognizing it and putting that much effort into it. Yeah. Because uh, that was what really made me think of this topic is uh, thinking about. Casinos. Think about mm. casinos. I think about how people play games has affected what's popular through the decades, um, and that and we and so like how multiple mainly multiplayer as well as kind of thinking of mm. before when the eighties it was a lot of just like arcade games. So like if you had someone to play against in Mortal Kombat or Tekken or play like Time Crisis or whatever. It, Only or one of those games was from the eighties that you just named. <laughs> It wasn't Time Crisis. It, I know it wasn't Time Crisis. That, I would like to see an '80s version of Time Crisis. Though. I was just thinking about game. I was thinking about games that I had played in arcade. Time Crisis might have well have um, been from the '80s. Don't say uh, that to me. <laughs> <laughs> but like, really, how you played multiplayer in the '80s was was in the arcade, just you and another person sure. normally. Uh, and on the couch too. Do it on the couch. I played Guerrilla War co-op on what the What is couch. Guerrilla War? It's a SNK shooter, top-down. Like, think like Metal Slug top-down. Similar to uh, Shock Troopers. Okay. I know Shock Troopers. Yeah. It's a good game. It's a good game. War and were declared. How, and then how it's really Guerrilla evolved War. to, like, an online format. And it's turned into where I still feel... it. I feel like um, a lot of people get similar satisfaction from watching people on Twitch yeah. now. Mm. They're... 
as they did uh, from uh, and like commenting and being a part of it and laughing and like seeing the gameplay sure and feeling like they're playing it as well with this person or at least cheering them on yeah as we got from like playing with people in the, like in the arcade to playing uh, like couch co-op to playing multiplayer to playing to the absence of, of couch co-op mm-hmm. like it's still there but not in the same way yeah uh, the split screen is pretty much dead yeah, and then to even playing like mobile games like yeah. Candy Crush and like me and my sister and mom having competitions over it. Sure, that's Still, cute. Score chasers. Yeah, scorchers. Yeah, scorchers. You guys are a trio of scorchers. For uh, sure. So like, uh, and how we our competition throughout it has really made games hits, in my opinion. So you think the competitive scene is what's what's done this? Oh, I just think it's had obviously had an influence on it, and it was fun to think about. Absolutely, early on, of course, that was all. it was fun. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, I mean, even now, uh, I mean, more you, so you, now, though, right? Like, like she's saying, think about things like speedrunners, which obviously, yeah, exactly. Even if it's not a competitive game, you can make them competitive. Yeah. Or, uh, and any or, game can be a co-op play, game if you try hard enough. Or even playing Evo, the like Capcom Halo Cup, you know? or Call yeah. of Duty, all yeah. of that is yeah. competitive on yeah. online. I don't believe that, Shanae. I'm joking. Yes, I do. <laughs> I don't argue believe with in you. that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe in competition. I don't believe anything uh, that a woman says. <laughs> so oh, I feel man. like uh, I feel like there's like throughout that there's been a lot of like really fun um, that really fun aspect to it that has brought that has kept people around video games yeah. and in the, involving. But there's also I also really think it's fun seeing the hits that are single player only and how they've kind of evolved and changed and what they've been throughout the decades. You know what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to Xbox One and PS4 greatest hits. You know? I feel like they don't do that anymore. They do. They did it last gen. They do. So why not do it this gen? Maybe it just hasn't been long enough. You don't know. I guess I don't know, Tom. (laughs) (laughs) I want some weird colored box to stand out with the rest of the boxes. I feel like Last of Us got a greatest hits. No, it did not. After... It didn't? No. I feel like if it were going to happen, then... uh, Infamous would have had a greatest hits addition to it already. The last version of The Last of Us was Last of Us Remastered, which is basically just a up-resed port. They touched it up a bit. With, uh, what's the fucking DLC called? Left Behind. Left Behind included, yeah. Okay. Which is uh, excellent DLC, by the way. It is, it is excellent, yeah. Um, if I, see, I, would, I would like to see greatest hits come back, but... I feel like they just reduced. What color would you want them to be? Man, they so, were red on PS3. So no, they were green. They were green on PS1, red on PS2, red on PS3, red on PS3. Um, purple would be cool, Shanae. No one cares no, about Connect anymore. Purple's can. Oh, true. Yeah, purple would be cool. I don't think. Like, I think you have to buy an adapter to hook a Connect up to an Xbox nowadays. Yeah. Uh, man, what would yellow for PS for PlayStation? Yellow greatest hits. There we go. Done. Nintendo's always look real nice. Like the the player's choice for the uh, for the Wii. Yeah, those always look real nice. Uh, I like and all very the, classy. I liked all the different um, Mario game colors uh, cases ones. A lot of the, a lot of them that are like like Nintendo had like really fun cases. Mm. The year of Luigi. Yeah. Year of Luigi. I dressed as Luigi as work. It was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. I've seen that picture. Mm-hmm. I'd like you to go as Waluigi. Because he's my favorite. I I can do like a casual Waluigi. Maybe can try and make that happen. What's a casual? Uh, you gotta hit it hard. All yeah, right. What's casual Waluigi? I'm not gonna go and buy the yes, direct outfit. Make it by hand. Yeah. 
but I have clothes very similar to it where you'll get the point across. And I got fake mustaches. Do you have the gloves with the L's on them? No, but I, I don't want you to get the point across, Shanae. I want you to come in here for the podcast, dress as Waluigi, You're like, and Wah! for me to look over and be like, oh my god, he's here. Yeah. <laughs> and like, take that, Mr. Eyeballs. Yeah. So do that. Yeah. I feel like you'd be a better Waluigi than me. Nah. Oh, you're, you're a Waluigi impression. just sounds like a mobster. <laughs> That's what he sounds like. Wah. Yeah. Wah. Yeah. I mean, well, it d- does like, wah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Should I plug something? What do you want to talk about? I don't think it should have to be a plug. I think you can just talk about what you want to talk about. Yeah. Anything fun happening? This? Anything, anything fun you've been thinking about this week? Not My computer. Be- so Ryan what got you, what are you most excited about? an MSI Apache laptop. I bought an MSI Apache laptop. In fact, I was so excited that I, you know, I took pictures of it. I took pictures of myself sure. with it. It's got a GTX 1070 in there. Yeah, that's the motherfucking beast mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Um, well especially since we've stepped away from the uh mobile moniker is yeah. now like technically desktop grade 1070 yeah which is cool yeah uh and uh it's funny the first game that i installed up uh, installed on it is uh does not really need all that power. yeah it's about doom yeah. no uh <laughs> i torchlight 2 because oh, I, okay. I i saw tom look tom was is that gonna be the first game you're gonna play I think so. Yeah. So Tom was he reinstalled Torchlight Two on his computer, right? And he was going through the characters and he was going through all his pets. And I saw this little pit bull baby boy, little pit bull pit bull baby. And animated was, drool. Yeah, and he has animated drool and he just slobbers all over stuff. I was like, I, I need this that was game. A bulldog. Yeah. I, I said pit bull. Yeah, yeah it's a bulldog. It's a, it's a bulldog baby boy. He's got his he's got his floppy yops and he's all chubby and I want him. So yeah. I saw that and I was like, I got this is gonna be my game. Well, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for Ryan to be playing some computer games. Yeah, uh, and also, like, Tom texted me uh, recently about a Humble Bundle. He's like, now it'll mean something when I tell you these things. Yeah. Because, like, he'll tell me about Humble Bundles, and I'm like, okay, that's cool. Because my whole thing is, like, well, you could buy these before you get your computer, and you'll just have them once you get your computer. But I have a complex about buying things that I can't touch. Yeah. I don't know. I get that. I get uh, that. Like Instant gratification. Yeah, there are a lot of Steam sales that I passed up on, because I was like, well, I can't play them right now, so... Like I can, I can, I can do, I can buy those games, or I can spend my money on games that I can play right I now. Think Psychonauts might still be free on Humble. I'm not positive. Yeah, yeah. Message you guys about that. Yeah, that'll be the, th- uh, that'll be the third time I would have installed Psychonauts. It'll be the third platform on which I will have owned Psychonauts, mm-hmm. but it's also probably the best version of Psychonauts. The uh, PS2 version of that game does not hold up, and that's the version you get on PS4. So and I got this computer, and it's pretty huge. Uh, it's kind of it's off camera right now. I'm not going to pick it up and show you guys, but it's a pretty huge computer. Uh, I'll probably post some pictures of it to to the Soch. Uh It's got the light up keyboard with all the colors on it. Uh, I brought it. I brought it over last night, and Tom graciously waited for Windows to update with me for like two and a half hours, and he helped Jesus. me get rid of all my bloatware. Uh, and made it nice and slick for me. Thanks, Tom, for doing yeah. it on his birthday. Well, it wasn't technically his birthday by the time I got here, so. When Ryan went birthday home, I weekend. put it in the trash. Yeah, he put it in the trash, and then he fished it back out. But no, I'm excited to actually be able to be part of the conversation when it comes to video games, or computer games, rather. Yeah. Because I feel like that's a that's a conversation that I've missed out on for years. Download World of Warcraft. See how you like it. <laughs> no, I'm not. You know, I I jumped into World of Warcraft like way too late because like Bonnie and Sarah were still playing it. Yeah. 
I was like, okay, I'll play it with you guys. I like Diablo. I'm sure I'll like this. Uh, uh, not uh, for you. Uh-uh. The last, I feel. By like the time I played it, it was not a good the, looking the game. The MMO that you played that you enjoyed was uh, Old Republic, right? I liked Old Republic, and they're very similar, yeah, but also very different. Yeah. Um, well, now we can both get uh, Conan Exiles and play with that dong slider. I don't want to play that game. I'm gonna get that dong slider, and I'm gonna do a Make whole video so of. I was gonna be. I'm gonna check it out on my character's dong in that game. Yeah. The whole video is gonna be ten minutes of me doing it back and yeah. forth. You can't do this on Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be like it'll be like those uh, fucking Pornhub videos, where it's like grow your ding dong larger in a week, and it's like <laughs> it'll be like that. So that's my... How come there's no video... Like, there's nothing for ladies to grow their vagina larger. I don't think they want that. No. I mean, I... I grow it smaller. Like, shrink it? Mm-hmm. I don't know. They don't want that. They get a surgery for that. Yeah. Because society's told them they should be ashamed of their vaginas. Mm. Mm. Well, Shanae, they told me I should be ashamed of my ding-dong, okay? Uh, but there's boob growers. That's pr- That's been a thing for a while. Yeah. I'll uh, get one of those. Grow my boobs out. <laughs> nice long boobs. <laughs> uh, we're, uh, we were talking about uh, about the comparison between ding dongs and and hoo ha's, and then you're just like you like like you've got a small ding dong, not be attractive, but that nice small tight ding dong. <laughs> and I'm gonna end the show on that note, guys. Thanks for hanging out with us once again at the Save Continue podcast. If you guys have any small ding-dongs, let us know in the comments send below. Send pictures, too. <laughs> send pictures to Ryan. Uh, no, send them some. to Shanae. Her phone number is... Well, that joke's played out. Yeah. My name's Ryan Robinson. That's Tom Shelby. Goodbye. Shanae Howard. Bye, guys. See you next week, guys.